0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Breaking Tables, a Buffalo Fanatics podcast. I am your host, Brian Van Slyke. And today, today of all days, I've got a special guest for you. Um, He goes on the long lines of first round draft pick, 28th overall, 1993, from a walk-on from UNC... To getting drafted first round to starting cornerback in the uh, Super Bowl 1994, your man from Buffalo, Thomas Smith. What's going on, brother? What's How you doing, up? man? Man, life
1: is good. <laughs> life
0: is good. Yeah, thanks for hopping on the show. It's uh, it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get really interesting. Um, our, our topics kind of get fiery, and uh, uh, we also uh, before we get into what we're gonna talk about, I gotta introduce one one more guest here. Uh, my boy Tampa Neal. Uh, A.K.A. Numero Bono, Bono, Bueno. Man, I cannot pronounce your last name, brother. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop saying it. I'm just, just either, done. Okay, good. Uh, all we going to matter is is pronouncing Thomas Smith's last name because if you spell that wrong, if you if you, you know pronounce that wrong, you're, we're all in trouble. Yeah. Um, so I did an instant reaction right after the game, and I know that uh, I ran into you at the Booze Garden at Buffalo Fanatics, Thomas. Um, what I know I had to leave a little early. Sorry about that. But what was what was your like an um, instant gut reaction from that game? I'd love to hear it.
1: Wait a minute, why would you leave early anyway? I
0: had to I had to go I make other appearances to a couple other uh, Buffalo uh backers bars. Um I just, like, a little circuit. I I was there I was there right before I left like uh right before the thir- first quarter cut out and yep. I got there just as second quarter was starting. So I I drove really fast, brother. I'm sorry. I wish I should have stayed, but It was, it it, it was, it was a good time. Uh, uh, John was saying it was a, it was a pretty good time, but talk to us, man. How, what was going through you knowing that you, you knowing you, you've played for, for us, us fan base, and now you're just hanging with the fan base. Um, Does that bring you back to the, to the years of when you were just kicking ass at that sport? Talk to us, bro. Yeah, it was
1: definitely fun, man. Um, it was just good to be around the crowd and to hear the cheers again. You know, <laughs> no, I've been to, uh, i I've, I've, I've came, I've came to uh, a couple games at the bar uh, with John, but to uh, experience the playoffs and uh, be in South Florida, man, what? Where else would you rather be? As Marley would say. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now?
0: <laughs> I will. T- I don't know about you, bro, but I will take six months of rain every single day of the year over one day of yeah, snow. Yeah. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh,
0: I- I've-, I've shoveled my fair share of driveways and scraped my fair share of windows. So I'm I'm done there. I'm done. Uh, and yeah. the weather was absolute gorgeous. It was just yeah. amazing weather. Yeah. So it was just really terrible. Okay. <laughs> um, do you think weather like that caliber being like 30 you know below freezing temperatures Uh, how does that affect the game from a defensive mind point to an offensive mind point what 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 can you you tell the viewers um without listening to some fancy you know analytics or whatever could you break it down to us lame us layman's uh what what does the weather do and how does that affect the performance of everybody playing
1: well, I'm gonna kinda of take you through a timeline. You know, my first uh playoff game was in Buffalo and uh against the Raiders. It was minus fifteen degrees. Ooh. So uh <laughs> Ooh. So, my, my nuts just shriveled year, up. That first year I hated it, but as I began to um, you know, play in Buffalo and and you know we used the weather to our advantage against opponents because no one wanted to come to Buffalo during the playoffs. So after that first year, it was smooth sailing. But that first year was, man, that was brutal. I, I never wore so many clothes. But then after, you know, through the years, you know, you always see me in short sleeves and, and height. And uh, so it was really fun playing in the cold weather. It doesn't bother us as much as it bothers the opponent, especially. Like the Dolphins, or when they come down, or Jacksonville, or any warm weather team, they come to Buffalo in December, January. They know it's trouble. Know. Is,
0: is that your first time experiencing the cold? I know you, you know, growing up and playing at UNC, Gates, you know, Gates County, North Carolina, you guys never really yeah. had that experience of that yeah, weather don't like get Buffalo.
1: No 15 degrees. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How many do you still carry long johns? Because I've never heard of long johns outside of Buffalo or Western New York. Nobody has it in stock.
1: No, no long johns. No, no long johns. (laughs) But that was a cold game. That was, oh my God, minus 15. So it does, um, everybody moves a little, a step slower because of just the cold. But once you get to running around and the play starts, you know, it really doesn't, you know, take a toll on you until, you know, you stop on the sideline, but. But after that first year it really didn't bother me. You know, I, I really enjoyed playing in the cold weather and playing in Buffalo and um, it didn't bother me after that first year. Fifteen negative fifteen degrees. So Yeah,
0: I don't I don't know. I I mean that obviously you got you are one of the very few select people to play on the, 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 the world stage of athletes. Um, us, us small fries are just like oh, right, we're just gonna get drunk and we're not gonna feel anything. Okay. <laughs> um and th- that's hence the Bills Mafia. Um so that's that follows me up to my next question, Thomas. How many tables have you broken? <laughs> no, man, I
1: don't um when did the Bills mafia start?
2: What year was that? It was it was it had it been not, what's 2014 that? Like that? Well, 2014, I think. Is when that guy like really blew it up.
1: Oh, yeah. See, yeah. Dell yeah, Del reading, reading group. Really, um, no. It wasn't really big back then. I mean, the Bills fan was still. Phenomenal.
2: Yeah, we're still crazy. But,
1: yeah, I mean, still they were crazy, still but,
2: in uh, hot tubs outside. You said what? I said we were still in hot tubs
1: out in the parking lot. Oh, right yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I'm sure y'all were. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it wasn't really that, you know, Bills Mafia until, you know, 2014. I thought I already retired or whatever. But uh, no, nah, I haven't broken any tables. I've taken plenty of shots, though, and eating a lot of chicken wings, but no take. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the uh, I mean, you know, obviously with 2020 and uh, the pandemic, um, and now the Bills all season not having any fans, and now they're in the playoffs with allowing a very minimum amount of fans, which actually looks like a full Dolphins stadium that's you know cuz nobody ever goes to dolphin stadium so um and oh, that like and that 67 poor, huh? we we go to the games all the time down here buddy um and that 6700 fans probably the loudest fans the loudest that is that was the loudest stadium of the year i can guarantee um but no one really knows what it's like unless you went to a playoff game thomas you were there you were on the field i mean Go, would it? Would it? Does it make a huge difference not having any fans? to a very having a very small, minute. Um, when you experience that stadium completely max capacity, can can you just talk us through the the differences or if there's any similarities to that?
1: Well, I really don't know because I haven't you know played during the pandemic. I mean, I think I can imagine it being like practice. You know, um, you know, we still have fans. Like during training camp, we have fans. So and then um, during practice, we didn't have fans. So um, so I really don't know what it feels like to not have fans except for during practice. And uh, so I don't know what that feeling is. But I do know that, you know, as a defensive player playing in Buffalo, <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing with the fans. And uh, man, it gets so loud in there. So I I just don't I don't know what it is to play with fans. Or, I mean, play without fans. I really don't, except for at practice. So that's why I can imagine how quiet it can get. Um, but you I'm, guys are professionals. Made that how they can play, continue to play the game at a high level without the fans this year. So that's been truly amazing to um, to watch them still play and compete at a high level without fans all year long. I just can't imagine. It just seems so strange not having fans. I don't I don't know. But I know yeah, it's, it's I loud in Buffalo. It's we loved it. Man, it was uh oh my god, man, it just the cheering, you know, like the Bills like the bar. The Bills bars, I go to every city I've been in, I've been at a Bills bar and the cheering, the loud, that's I mean, that's how it is everywhere and that's it's like a two hundred times more than that, you know, at the stadium. So it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been a long time since I've been to Orchard Park, but I can tell you one thing. I I was down here in Miami when every year they they come down to Miami. I always watch them every single year, and every single year it's a stadium full of Buffalo Bills. I I, I shit you not. I, I mean you you've been. I, I'm sure you know Neil. You've been too. Um, first off, Dolphins fans don't even show up till after first quarter, and then all Bills fans and then they have to leave at third quarter because down South Florida traffic. Stupid. It's stupid. So they're already gone. And the stadium looks three quarters still full, which is like, a you know, it's just packed all blue, all red, white and blue. So um I, I can't I can't imagine. And I can't imagine of what they're going through. And I think that's a huge obstacle to get over. Like you're playing for yourselves. Now you're playing, which, you know, outside of the stadium or the fan, they would be there if they were allowed to. But now you're playing for um just right now you're just playing to play and now you've got a, a, a fan base that just that's watching you for the first time this year on a on a stage like the playoffs I bet you they had some nerves going uh, I mean just walking out there you guys are professionals you do this day in and day out right, so right. I, I I don't know what you guys are going through walking through that tunnel and a transition from you know not like you, like you said you you saw an entire pack stadium you can hear him from the locker yeah. room now it's just like, well, what's their motivation? You know, it's, it's it is, it is difficult. So I, I don't, I think what they're doing, uh, what anybody is doing in a lot of the stadiums is, is different. And that's why I don't like that whole stupid asterisk. Oh, it was 2020 and COVID. And I'm sure you've, you've both heard it, uh, where they're like, oh, the Bills are good because, because of COVID or, you know, people opt, whatever, guys, go away, go away. No, I
1: mean, it takes a mental, uh, strong mental, um... Capacity to, you know, be able to go out there and play. And, you know, I know everybody, I think everybody's used to, most people that are are there, they're used to the fact that they know you play on Sundays, you play on Thursdays. So, you know when game day is, your your mind is mentally sharp enough to know when game day is. But I can, I just can't, I don't know, I guess, I I guess I just can't imagine just not playing without fans, just coming down that tunnel. And your name introduced, and the fans going crazy, and it just be so loud after every play. It's just um, I just can't imagine, you know. I just can't imagine not playing without fans.
2: <laughs> so we went, we went to the Bills game in Miami this year, and that was probably one of the strangest things being at that game, and you could actually hear the players in the field. Oh, you could. You could hear the players. You normally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could hear the players in the field. If you yelled something to them, there's a solid chance they may have even heard you. I
0: guarantee they heard me. I <laughs> I, I left that stadium talking like this. Like I smoked like 30 marble lights or something, which you weren't even allowed, no alcohol tobacco, no tobacco. But um wow. I completely lost my voice after first quarter. I was and that's pretty much how everybody who went to the playoffs this Sunday, uh this past Saturday, I gar- I guarantee every single one of their voices are gone. What? I want to find one person. I'm going to go through your, like, social media. I'm going to ask. I'm going to find one person with their voice, and why weren't you screaming? Because you are one of the lucky few.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just comparing that to the last time I was in Buffalo for a game. We went to the Ravens game last year. Took my daughter there. It was her first game that she's ever been to in Buffalo. Uh Uh-huh. And, man, it was loud. She was like, she had to go up for a few minutes. It was just loud. And that game was an amazing game, too, to be at. So... Oh yeah, you Just bring us the, the Ravens. That's
1: when they play again. That's yeah, what
2: yeah. I was there. That was an amazing game to be at, and awesome, dude. It's gonna be different this year. Yeah. So,
0: getting into the round of the competition and you've got a firsthand knowledge of what competition is. Um, The only competition I know is uh, how many likes I can get with my stupid memes on social media. So you are, you, I am not even near your level. I look someday when I grow up, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Thomas, because you've played with the baddest of the baddest and, um, that nineties era with the Buffalo bills, I mean, you, you were, you were, you were part of just like the, the elite of the crop. Like you were the part of a dynasty. Like if, if people from 2000s and to, to, to present or up to a couple of years ago, the Patriots. So that was your guys' era, your guys' domain. That was your Western New York was, was your guys' blood, your DNA. I think it all started with Marv Levy. I don't know if you could agree, but coming from UNC, your first time with Marv Levy, you know, he, he's a he, Hall of Fame coach, just amazing leader. Uh, I'm pretty sure every single word comes out of his mouth. It's a motivational meme or, or it should be a poster because it's just, where would you rather be than right here, right now? Yeah. China, you know, experiencing that with Marv Levy, meeting Marv Levy, what did you you notice any kind of similarities on what? Sean McDermott did coming on board, just getting rid of players, creating a culture, creating a, a I guess, a community uh, feel for that team. Um, could you give us an insight on maybe similarities or differences?
1: No, I mean, I don't, I don't know um, Coach Sean McDermott that well. Uh, I, I really have, I haven't been back to Buffalo to meet him since um, he's been the coach. Well, no, we did go back, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to meet him. So, I really Well, didn't. just
0: like things that you've heard and it makes you think of, well, you know, my coach did this, et cetera.
1: Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I haven't really heard anything about it. I mean, Marv was a very incredible coach. And uh, I mean, when I got there during the, you know, the last Super Bowl. So the culture there was already set. He definitely was a player's coach. He was very friendly, very, um, he let his coaches coach. So he's more like the, you know, the CEO, the captain of the ship. And uh, I just remember the Fridays, no, the Saturdays before the game, he's always got this peculiar uh, pregame speech. He's always doing research and he talks about history and uh, all kind of stuff in his pregame. So that's what I remember most about Marvin. I mean, he was very like a CEO. I mean, he let his coaches coach and – you know, he motivated us during, he gave us information updates during the week, but he was a very, um, you know, smart guy and did a lot of research to motivate us and gave us these tidbits and these little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. He just educated us every time. It's like an education and a motivational speech at the same time.
0: <laughs> Educator, but, uh, mentor, yeah. leader, it's all very, the, all the above.
1: Yeah, very masterful in, in motivating and getting us ready to play. I mean it didn't take much because we had a lot of superstars on the team but just the things that he say it was just I look back on it it was truly amazing and some of the stuff he said and uh, you know I love playing for him I mean I played for him I played for um um what's his name the defensive coordinator Wade Phillips and Wade. Uh, yeah so uh it was it was very good to play for Marv. I, I really I really love playing for Marv. yeah
0: that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would just, just to be a fly, uh, on the wall, you know, and living in that era with, with, with greats, uh, with, with legends, with, uh, hall of famers is just with, with, with athletes such as yourself, uh, you know, being like you, you were a badass. I mean, you were, you were one of the UNC's leaders called the rude boys, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I started that back in my freshman year. We, we just because uh, we had a big competition between the wide receivers and um, and the defensive backs. I forgot what they called. Oh, they called themselves the freaks. And so, uh, <laughs> and so we had to come up with a name. And,
0: it's like, all right, I'm gonna take that and yeah. double it with something cooler.
1: Yeah, so we came up with the Rude Boy. I think I was listening to this song made by somebody. Uh, I forgot what it was made, but we called ourselves the Rude Boys. Like we we was not polite on the field. We were trying to. To, to just go against it. So it was a good friendly competition and, uh, yeah. And it's been, um, it's been going on to this day. I mean, we got people, you know, that have tattoos with rude boys on them, you know, yeah. man, how big it is at UNC, man. Even Leon Cersei, he played in Buffalo. Oh yeah. Oh, shit. he has a, he has yeah. a rude boy tattoo, Drake Bly. Um, so we have a lot of, you know, defensive backs that come out of that. It's been pretty good. And, uh, yeah, it just stuck, man, and now everybody's the root boys, man. So, yeah, I'm definitely part of the OG.
0: Oh, yeah. So, so I, I got to ask now, though, being – you going to do Buffalo, playing Buffalo, did you guys have, like, kind of a nickname being, you know, quarterbacks and playing with the the, the team that you did? Did you guys have, like – or was your whole defense a certain nickname or you guys – I know that was probably nah, a lot more our- camaraderie than you saw in, in UNC –
1: no, nah, we didn't have a nickname in Buffalo. We really didn't have a nickname, and you know, we came in. They, you know, they already had a pretty much, uh, you know, superstars in that defense. You know, you got Bruce, you got Darrell, you got Cornelius. The Nate list Brock. goes on. You could name yeah. the
0: entire team. Nate uh, Tasker, and Jones, and, uh, Steve <laughs> Terrell and Andre Reed Tally, and
1: Tally. I mean, everybody was there, oh, yeah. so it was like, um, no, nah, we didn't need a nickname. You know, you just, you just fall in line and make sure you. You play on Sundays, and that's it. Come to play. Whatever you do during the week is what you do, but come Sunday, you got to
2: play. You were such a hard hitter in your day. What do you think about the rules that cornerbacks have to follow nowadays? Like It's like they can hit, pass interference. Yeah. I think a little out do you
0: th- of control. Do you do you think it got softer as the years go on? I mean, softer as in for the protection and safety of for players obviously, but I mean, you guys were just hard hitting and if it didn't like yeah. the harder you hit, the better you were, I guess.
1: I think it's I think it's um, they're trying to clean up the game a little bit and make it safer, I mean, cuz you know people are with the concussions and you know the injuries that can occur if you don't hit properly. So I think it's more of, of um making sure that they you know the player uses proper technique so they can reduce concussions and injuries and mm-hmm. stuff but as far as pass interference you know we we did a lot of bump and run I mean we had a great front seven with Bruce and Cornelius and Darrell and Bryce and the linebackers we had so we had a great front seven so we the quicker Bruce could get to the quarterback. The less we got to cover, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, ain't, ain't that the truth? Ain't right. that the yeah. truth? So we <laughs> so- run a lot. So I think I mean we still had the, we still had the five yard rule in effect, but I think it's a little more stricter now. You really can't touch him as much as we touched him, you know, back in the day. So yeah, you know, it it is what it is. You know, the game always evolves and change. It's it's been that way since in the Pittsburgh stiller days, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those guys couldn't play today. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. how about that game last night? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. oh. I couldn't believe that. I can't yeah, believe it's kind of hard coming down
0: 35-0 or 35-7 first, first quarter. It's <laughs>
1: That was a crazy game. I guess Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh did not come to play on that
0: one. So, Thomas, I, one, of, one of the Buffalo Fanatics member, Judge Mathis from the uh, Air Raid Allen show, uh, him and uh, Dave Till. I don't know if you ever watched their shows or not, but uh, uh, yeah. really good stuff. They've got a question for you. Uh, they they wanted me to ask you, and actually <laughs> I, I wanted to know too. Um, I'm sure Neil does, and everyone listening. Oh, who I, was...
1: I bet you I already know. I bet you I already know. All right,
0: go. Let's let's. What's the question?
1: Who who who's the who's the receiver that was the toughest to cover or something? I bet you. No. 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 Oh, okay. Not, e- not even close, Thomas. <laughs> Man, you get, that, you get that did ad- you get that that Oh the toughest
0: receiver i i would i would not ask you that and oh, neither okay. would judge mathis <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right boy, can you can, can, boy, can, can boy, you help a boy, boy out boy, because this this leads you this leads me into like the question that i wanted to i that kind of drive my question after this so if you could answer that that okay. way they'll be able to be badass
1: all right, go ahead. <laughs> that was funny
0: that you knew that though. That was so good. Okay, so two questions. Okay, question number one: Yes, who was your who was your toughest wide receiver you ever fought? <laughs> okay, all right. Question number two: the, the guys that you played against and Stefan Diggs and what he's doing for Buffalo. Just like number one in wide number one wide receiver in the NFL, Stephon Diggs, hands down. If if you could compare that wide receiver to the wide, one of the, your toughest. Wide receivers that you ever faced, can you can you just give us give us a breakdown on 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 like those two type of wide receivers and why is it so difficult to cover those kind of
1: receivers? How how big is Stefan Dix? I don't know. I don't know his measurement.
0: Yeah, I think he's like six one.
1: How much he weigh? I
0: think he's
1: one ninety. I
0: believe. Let me go ahead and just Google this really quick.
1: So, so, he's, par- so he's probably like a. Um, A Marvin Harrison type, then, right?
2: He's uh, six foot. With with his route running ability? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about his size and um, route Mm -hmm. running. Yeah. So he's probably fast. 190 pounds. uh, Okay. No, I I like Stefan Diggs. He's doing very well. Uh, I guess to answer the question, um, you know, one of the toughest receivers, you know, I, I think all around receivers as far as size, speed, physicality. Because we do a lot of bump and run. I don't know if, if Stefan, you know, Digs face a lot of bump and run. I think do they do they do they bump and run that? Oh yeah, I mean run? they they can't with.
0: I don't think they can with him. It's just because they'd have to like triple cover him because he would just blow the guys out of the water. Now, we do a lot Sam, more zone with him because they, they try. We
1: play against fast guys one on one, and we bump and run everybody with. Barely any, um, you know, safety help because we was always playing, uh, you know, one on one. That's one thing we thrived on in, in Buffalo is playing one on one. So
2: uh, I would
1: say one of the best receivers I played against and you know, just all around, you know, physicality, size, speed, hands um, is Terrell. Uh, you know, I got to give him props. You know, he he was he was that guy. Uh, also, Chris Carter, uh, you know, I played against Randy Moss. I played against Jerry Rice. So we played against the guys that had some size. Mm-hmm. Um, when I played against Marvin, because he's with the coach, you know, if I can get my hands on Marvin, you know, you can pretty much slow him down. But he's still quick out of his cuts, and um, you know, I take pride in in, in bump and running. So, you know, St- Stefan is having a uh, you know very good year, and uh, I mean, he's he's definitely lights out, and he's definitely fast. I don't, I don't know what what's his speed like four three
0: uh like five billion miles an hour it's it's ridiculous like this guy is the road runner uh and wiley coyote is still trying to chase after him
1: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah hands down it's definitely with terrell, so um because i played against him when i was with the bills when he's with san francisco and then i played against him when i went to chicago and played against him so yeah i mean i would give it to terrell everybody always asks me that either terrell or chris carter because you know we bump and run when when i bump and run you know guys you know my height or smaller or you know 190 you know i'm i'm gonna slow them down i'm gonna definitely get my hands on them and uh and slow them down we we took pride in and jamming receivers believe that that's how bruce became the all time
0: sack leader. Now, now, if you, <laughs> if, being that you've covered a lot of these greats, Thomas. Right. Now that, that you've covered a lot of these greats, um, that says a lot about you because you know you were you were a stout defender. You were a stout defender, and um, you played all started all sixteen games. Uh, I think only one year you only you 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 didn't you only played like fourteen games or something. But for nine years you played you all the time. You played every single
1: game. Yeah, yeah, I only miss. Um, I hurt my, I hurt my, I hurt my knee against the Raiders. Man, I remember that game. I was going for the pick on a slant route against Jerry Rice, and my safety, Chris, uh, Kurt Schultz, collided with me, and you know, injured my MCL. But um, yeah, I mean, I was. I consider myself, you know, pretty good back in that day. You, of course, as a cornerback, you gotta have confidence. And, um,
0: back in the day, bro, I, I saw you Saturday in person. You, you look more physique, healthier, and stronger than Terrell Owens does his entire prime life, bro. Stop
1: it, Thomas. <laughs> oh, I'm, in, I'm in be a- good. T- I'm in good shape now. You got it. You gotta, you gotta be in great shape in Florida, man. Oh, what? Have you seen me?
0: Have you? I've got a, I got a keg in here. My wife calls me the teddy bear, which I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to. I'll probably delete that part. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. I,
1: I, I still work out. I still work out. I run. Uh, I stay right on the intercoastal here, so I run right on Ocean Drive, a one a for about three and a half miles, like three times a week, and then no, twice a week then I work out so to keep in toned and um, so yeah you got to stay fit in South Florida man have you seen the beautiful women around here oh my god oh, yeah. I,
0: I don't I, I don't at all i just i just watch sports come home with my lovely beautiful oh, yeah,
1: I'm wife sorry, i'm sorry yeah you go home yeah me meanwhile i'm out having fun <laughs> um
0: thomas if you could have one play one play in your professional History. If you had one play that you could just say, "I want to take back," I want to take back because this play, this one play, hit me hard, or I, I either I did good or I could have done better, or just just, just anything on the top of your mind that you could just blast off. That man, I want that play back.
1: No, nah, man. I, can't, I, can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's too many hits to the head. And or... I quote
0: Thomas Smith: "No, because I'm a motherfucking legend."
1: No, <laughs> I, I'm not a legend, but I'm just saying. I can't, I really haven't dissected every play. If you'd ask me what one of my greatest plays were, well, I could give you that. But as far as you know, I, 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 I focus on the good and uh, not the negative, so I, I don't I don't remember any negative stuff. You know.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That means that you've had a l- hell of a lot more positives than bad because you know well, most I do people like gone
1: oh. play though. I do remember one play I do like though. It was against. Okay. I was because um, you know I play corner, and I was a big uh, Deion Sanders fan, so. Um when I had a chance to play against him when he was playing wide receiver, remember they came to Buffalo? Uh-huh. One 13 to 10. And the last play, you know, I picked off a pass, Troy Eggman against Dion on that post route. So that was one yeah, of my, man.
2: Picking like, the one whole of my plays there, you
1: know what I'm saying? Running step with step with Dion and pick off Troy Eggman. So, you know, <laughs> to win the game. Where's
0: the where's game. that ball? Why is that ball not in the like I I you gotta be on to you know um Put a put a put a frame around that ball, ask for that. But I want that ball back. Let's get a mafia. No, Let's go it. find I this have, ball. I
1: have, the, I have the game ball for that
0: one. Nice, it's bro. It's that's in, awesome.
1: Uh, it's in storage right now. Cause I just moved to uh South Florida in May. So I haven't brought all my stuff up yet. So a lot of it is in storage. But yeah, I just got up here in May. So
0: that's there's a lot of things to do here in South Florida, bro. Uh golf. I don't know. Like, uh, Tom, so you yeah, ever golf, you golf at all? Oh, absolutely, my man. I actually, I, I play every single weekend, and um, I actually got an opening Saturday if you're down. Uh, right before that, I want to do it in the morning. That way, we have all afternoon and get ready for the game.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's play Saturday. What all you right, play? I'll I'll, re- I'll
0: reach out. Let me go look. I'll take a look at some uh, some uh, tea times, and I'll, I'll, I'll reach out. Yeah, let's do that. All right, guys. All uh, Hold
1: on. Are you gonna stay at
0: one place this time, or what? If if you want to meet, let's let's meet up. Where are we where are we drinking at? I mean, where are we watch the game at? Of course, Booze Garden. Do well, I go back to Boo's Garden?
1: That's where I'm going every right. time.
0: I got I got I got I got to check with the missus on that one. She uh, she 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 wants you me are, to kind of stick. Are, she's, she's a homebody, me. and I'm a homebody too.
1: You're a sports fanatic. You gotta be out into action.
0: I know, I know, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll talk her into it. I'm gonna delete this whole segment, guys. i so don't worry. I um, <laughs>
1: hey, hope you get to come to um, Tampa and, and hang with Neil, though. That's Neil. You got some. You got some space over there.
2: Yeah, um, Tampa has got plenty of great hotels. Ah! I'm asking my wife <laughs> to put more people up. I already got two kids, man.
1: <laughs> you see, <laughs> man. Um, I want to... Man, I want well, so guys you to come
2: over to the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, that would be um, that would be interesting. I'm, I'm I wonder how how it would be with the uh, are they gonna allow fans in the game or what?
2: I have already got my tickets to the game, so yes.
1: Oh, you how'd you get tickets so fast?
2: Buy them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's only there's only one place that sells Super Bowl tickets as of right now. Wow! So I contacted the Bucks and they told me who to call and get it done, and I spoke to their rep and I'm like. After that game on Saturday, I was a little intoxicated, and guess what? It just kind of happened. Here's my I, how many
1: fans are they allowing into the stadium?
2: I've heard 25,000. I mean, that right now huge. the Bucks games, allow, we're allowing 20, so they're allowing a little bit more than that. I don't know how they're going to spread them out, but I don't care. Wow. I, plan on, I plan on being there.
0: Well, South Florida, Miami Dolphins were at full capacity, weren't they? No, no,
1: they no. Wasn't. no?
0: No. Uh, I kind of no. swear they're at full capacity. Well, like I all said, right. I say a lot of the wrong things, so it's, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
0: but well, for that for
2: well, they, health, I've got <laughs> my, my boat's going to be right where all the people are going to be, right downtown in Tampa. You so got a boat? Yeah.
1: You got a boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, that's yeah. where we're doing the
2: live stream from. We're going to do Hold Breaking on. Tables is it Live.
1: Is boat or is it a yacht?
2: It's a pretty good size boat. It is no. It's, it's like if a road. if a yacht had, it's a, had a baby. A and a bathroom and yeah. AC on it. So, so, so over tw- if it's over
1: twenty seven foot, it's a yacht.
2: It is twenty seven foot exact.
1: All right, we'll give you the yacht. We'll give you. The yacht. <laughs> I
2: like the yacht. Yo, know, the yacht
0: sounds so much better. And so, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna live stream from my buddy's dinghy. I'm gonna live stream from my friend's yacht.
1: <laughs> real- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need <laughs> friends with both, so I I, I might have to jump on it with you. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, we'll, that that
2: we'll radiant prime location for Super Bowl festivities. So I'm I'm ready. I wonder that...
1: how that's gonna I wonder how that's gonna work though with the festivities. It's, I guess it's hard to go to a Super Bowl without having some kind of festivities, right?
2: Well, Florida's a lot more relaxed, they... I guess, right? Yeah, the, the, way,
1: the way that they sent every set everything up in tampa
2: like they're going to have a lot of the media stuff going on right at the convention center right downtown there's mm-hmm. a uh, pretty big ass park just down the river a little bit further down that's where they're going to have all the uh, like the pump pass and kick things they have for the oh, kids every yeah, year yeah,
1: yeah. The and, uh, a little place, bit of, like
2: like there, there's a whole river walk area where everything's going to be like separated quite a bit
1: and in oh, tampa okay.
2: you can drink on the river walk legally uh, you had me a yeah. drink. Yeah. You can grab a beer on one end and just keep walking down to another, and you find another bar. Oh, it's a bunch of bars on the Riverwalk. Yeah, there's a few different places you can stop. You have the whole like downtown area, then you've got the like the center part of Tampa itself. There's about five or six bars, and then you get Armature Works, and you have uh, a wharf area too. So there's different spots. Nice, dude.
0: Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be it's nice. epic. So really if you're, you're if you're gonna be in town for for the Super Bowl, you all you'd have to stop on by and so you can go uh live stream with us. Again, the show is not an analytic show whatsoever. Bills beat the Colts 27-24. Move on to the next round. Now we play the Ravens. We saw the shit show the Steelers did last night. The Browns are gonna get destroyed. So whoever wins on Saturday, 8 15, is gonna be playing the Chiefs. <laughs> unless the Chiefs can't stop the run, because, don't, don't uh, listen, no,
2: off, man. Uh,
0: unless, unless the rust is, like, you know, the, the rust is real. Unless that rust is real. I mean, you saw Ben Roethlisberger, that rust was real, whether him throwing it mm-hmm. or the guys <laughs> dropping all those damn catches last night, they like got Steelers versus Browns, the rust is real. Thomas, tell us, the rust is real, right? Rust is a real thing.
1: Yeah, um, they, they better have a, they better have all their starters back on their defense, on their back end, because... Uh, Kansas City is really high-powered. Oh yeah. So they got to have all their horses back there.
0: You don't think you don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to after 2 weeks of I'm not saying 2 weeks of rest. He wasn't like in, you know, Tahiti for 2 weeks chilling on the beach drinking Mai Tais. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure he was working out, but he's just like that game. Is he do you think he loses a step for missing out on key games and stuff?
1: No, no, no. I mean, cuz we had a we liked about week, you know, we've we've been well, we've been the wild card and we also been like we've been the you know, had the bye. We like having the bye. Yeah, that gives you time to rest, and you like coming off the bye and playing, so.
0: So yeah. you're saying the Chiefs are going to beat the Browns over there?
1: Yeah, I really believe uh, if if uh, Cleveland don't have all their, I think they were missing some players against the uh, Steelers. They had some backup plan.
2: Yeah, they're They don't they're have their Yeah, they're,
1: they're, they do not have their, start back, their starters in the back yep. end.
0: Both two quarterbacks, uh, yeah. two quarterbacks were out mm-hmm. because of COVID, and like five coaches, and I yeah. mean that—that that was to <laughs> overcome adversity like that.
1: Yeah, so if they don't have everybody in that. It's gonna be a—it's gonna be a long day for them because that mm. Terry Hill is no joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, he's
2: fast. <laughs>
1: and Trevor Kelsey, oh my god, the boys is...
2: Did you ever cover anybody that was that big like Trevor Kelsey? Uh, let's see. Yeah, that I mean, big.
1: Yeah, because Ben Coates was pretty big, but uh, he's I don't know. If, I don't know if he was as fast as. Uh, oh, Shannon Sharp.
2: Oh
0: yeah, I think he was probably yeah. one of the oh, bigger, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Shannon Sharp was a big boy now and he could run. So yeah, Shannon yeah. So yeah. And talk a lot of trash, I heard. Oh yeah. Talk a lot of trash. He still talks trash. <laughs> who who
0: is who's the number one tra- trash talker you ever met? Oh
1: man. Just
0: like fun, sports, let's go, let's trash talk and like, Oh man, that was ruthless. And then you guys, you know, shake hands afterwards or be enemies. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh Keyshawn was Oh, yeah, he kind of talks a lot of junk. Yeah,
0: I
2: can see that. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, uh, Marvin, Marvin didn't talk too much. Uh, Terrell didn't say – he's yeah, he would talk a little jump. He would talk a little jump. but Jerry wouldn't say too much. Chris Carter would talk. Uh, that dude from Miami would be talking all the time. He didn't even play that much, but uh, I think they're always talking the fast ones. Uh, not OJ, but uh, there's another guy. I can't think of his name. But
0: um, yeah, he would talk all the time. Oh my god! Well, that that's uh, at least he's known for his shit talking and not his play talking. So that's that's good. So <laughs> bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, going into this game, I got. Well, I didn't want to touch on. We we all we all watched the game. Everybody's was heart was glued onto the Colts game versus the bills I don't I don't want to talk too much about it because of how everybody was just kind of like into that game seeing what they're their no, running squad no, like we, no
1: we were not no we weren't well we yeah was he's shots. doing
0: shots <laughs>
1: <laughs> we was watching the highlights of the game long as they was winning we were shooting
0: <laughs> well, it's probably a good thing I left then because I wanted to be able to watch this game. But I was I was glued to that TV and my aura around me make sure nobody messes with me, nobody talks to me, nobody touches me unless it's the bartender asking, "Can I get a refill?" And it's yes. So because
1: you had a, your little pet goat that you had with you, my pet goat, <laughs> um, His there name
0: is, is His name is Josh Allen. You know <laughs> what's that, Josh? You got something to say against Mr. Smith? <laughs> my... Go, ma. <laughs> <that's right.
1: laughs>
0: he he said he'd like to throw back to throw to you if when you were back in your prime. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> You know, I I've always. You can't like differentiate between different generations of, of sports teams. They're always like, well, if this team played in this generation now, or if this team played in that generation, you you know, it's you always have that like, well, then it would be so much better or they'd be so much worse. You always have that argument. And I, I just, I never, man, it's you know, the people that are playing right now. That's, this is like you're at the top level of the top level. Right. And no matter what generation you grow up in, you guys still Work out, pour sweat, blood, and tears into what you do, and you go out on the field and pour blood, sweat, and tears into what you do. So it's just, I don't see the difference between the generations. Uh, maybe the rules a little bit, but.
1: Right. No. Only you John- can do that is on Madden. So that's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um, what Jonathan Taylor and Hines did, um, rushing 78 yards, 75 yards respectfully. Thomas, this guy, this is a question for you because without uh, you know, we're 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 both football nerds. We're not we're not analytic nerds, but seeing that rushing and knowing that we're gonna be facing a Lamar Jackson, former MVP, who has well over he has over a thousand yards rushing this year, doesn't he? Yeah. What what do you see? What kind of stands out from what you what you're watching these games as like all oh, that defense. Maybe they should adjust doing like this, or anything that you can just see that us normal viewers wouldn't see on what the reason behind that, and and maybe what we can do to to stop Lamar Jackson.
1: Man, everybody got to stay disciplined.
0: W W T D. You know what that means? What would Thomas do?
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody's got to be disciplined from uh, the front seven, man. They got to be disciplined. Everybody got to stay in their lanes, keep them contained. Um, they probably gonna to have to use a spy, but I don't know who's fast enough
0: to. Uh, Milano, spy. that kid is so oh, quick. Yeah,
1: the, um, the Edmunds, the Edmunds <sighs> or Edmonds? Yeah, you yeah, pick. Yeah.
0: Wait, you
2: you pick one? Edmonds yeah, yeah, or Milano? Yeah. So Though, we, we got some and, studs. Edmonds was yeah, so on him last year during
1: the game. You
2: know what? I said Edmonds was a spy on him last year during the game, and last year he only had forty yards rushing on the Bills' defense.
1: Yeah, they got to. They got
2: to do. So the same they got to do that. They got. I mean. Yeah. He, and to add to that, Neil, he had 175
0: yards passing, so he couldn't run with it. He couldn't pass with it. it, it just he just got lucky a few different times, and um and yeah. our offense wasn't nearly
2: as good as yes, it, it was is right Brian. now.
1: Right, that's the difference. Dude, I'll tell you,
2: last year, if it wasn't for a amazing Marcus Peters knocking that ball out of John Brown's hands, that game was going back in overtime. Yeah, the Bills should have won that game last year. That that was that was their game. They, I mean, Allen on that last drive. I mean, he had that fifty yard run. He was flying down the field at the end of the game, and they were ready to score. And Mar- I mean, give it his hand. I mean, Marcus Peters made an amazing play. That that sucked for us, but
1: yeah, he did. Yeah, they definitely got to just be disciplined, and when they rush, you know, rush upfield and uh, have that spot, man, because. That dude can run for sure. Just so take off. I mean,
0: well, and QB then our side it, of our dude. ball, our our hey, listen, our QB, that he, he do the same exact thing. Um, yeah. I, just by looking at both teams, I see them putting more work into Josh Allen as we are going to put into Lamar Jackson. Um, just for the same fact that we we know our weakness is, is that rush defense. Right. I believe so. We all see it. Thomas Smith played in the NFL, and he I'm sure he sees it too. <laughs> uh, you're hitting here first Thomas Smith said the Buffalo Bills rushing defense sucks nah, so, oh no 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 no! I'm just kidding. Brian for Breaking Tables I said that
1: <laughs> I will take I'll take 100% credit on that one I haven't been that um analytical about the game I just enjoy watching the game and especially around the Bills fans so I just I'm just enjoying okay. the moment I, I really am not that you know, analytical about the game and stats and all that stuff. So I'm kind of like you guys.
0: I I think that's why we get along because I'm neither am I. So I have all this stats for nothing. I'm just going to go ahead and just throw that out of the way here. (laughs) 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 Uh, I I have like four pages. I'm like, I'm never going to use this. I don't know why. I just, you know, I always just say stuff that comes to the top of my head. Just in
1: case, you know, you're speaking to a stats guy that you can, you know, impress to numbers.
0: That's ooh, ew, 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 just take just calculator here. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, can you tell us one story that would probably get you in trouble had people, <laughs> the public, known back in the 90s?
1: <laughs> Come man, on, bro. Was that was years five,
0: ago, five, my man. Okay, statue of limitations states in the in, in in Erie County, you've got up to seven years, so you're well over your statute of limitations, my man. Let's hear it. Come on, give me the juice. Oh man. You, you could you could you could say player A to for anonymity. It's cool. cool. Did, with did
1: it. you listen to my Patrick Mor- Moran interview? No? Yeah, yeah. I I listened I, I you know I went you through a Daryl Telling story then.
0: What yeah, but I wanted oh, something else that no Darryl, one else oh, knows.
1: <laughs> um let's see here. Man, uh, you got me on that one. It started on. All right, how how about this? Let's start with Rookie Hazing. Rookie Hazing? No. I mean, I don't think Rookie Hazing. No, I didn't really have to do no Rookie Hazing except for buy food, some chicken, you know, take the DBs out to dinner. Um, I mean, when I first got there, I did get enshrined in the the, uh, Big Boys Club with uh, Bruce and Thurman and Cornelius and – and Daryl, when I first got there, got when I when I was in college, I, I didn't drink Jack Daniels. I think I drank uh, – <laughs> I forgot what I drank, but it wasn't as strong as Jack Daniels. And once I met Bruce and them, it's like, Come on, man, take this shot, Ricky. <laughs> and it was Jack Daniels and I've been drinking Jack Daniels ever since. <laughs> Oof. So, I mean, I don't know how many shots we had, but uh man, that was the first time that um you know they did introduce me and uh, brought me in, and because Bruce was like a homeboy, because we was f- kind of from the same area. He's from Hampton Roads area, and I'm right above that in, in northeastern North Carolina. But mm-hmm. yeah, Jack Daniels was the uh, was my uh, NFL drink of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Introduced to me by Bruce and Cornelius and Darrell and Thurman. Do you,
0: do you ever do you ever uh, tap into the uh, the beers? Try the Labatt. The uh, the Western New York famous Labatt Blue or Blue Light or even Molson Canadian.
1: Yeah, we um, yeah, I'm not a big beer guy, but yeah, I, I use it to uh, chase shots. So, you know, I take a shot and then I chase it down with a beer. But uh, <laughs> that's about, so that's about it. That's about We're about gonna
0: it. have fun Saturday night. Let me just say that. I'm ver- are you
1: are you even coming? <gasps> yeah, babe, we're going. We're going to booze garden. <laughs>
0: No, this is going to be epic. So we're, uh, we're going to be have golfing. One, I,
1: do have one thing. I, I can't tell a story because I'll probably get somebody in trouble. No, yeah, use <laughs> animinity,
0: bro. Animinity just say player. <laughs> or I can, like, mute it out in, in the back end when I'm re-recording or re-editing. Excuse me.
1: But no, I'm not going to mention the player or the... I can't describe the situation because it's, it's not um, for your listeners' ears. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, now they want to know. They were going to
1: sign off and they're like, oop, and I'm back. <laughs> so we,
0: just had, we just had some good times back in the day, man. It was some good times, man. Kind of like
1: I'm having in South Florida, you
0: know? Good, dude. So Wild Adventures. that. Oh, some Wild Adventures. Back, uh, I back. think Wild Adventures in South Florida probably beats Wild Adventures in Western New York. I mean, you could only do oh, so oh. much.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, South is a different vibe, but you know, we got back in the day when we was playing we had, you know, downtown Buffalo. Then we had Canada. Chippewa. And oh, Canada. Yeah. Canada. Canada oh, Canada. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Does this story involve because I got going oh, across so. that piece, bro.
1: I was just yeah. happening at a place called Ontario rumors. No, I'm just saying just going to Ontario and then uh, going to Toronto. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. man. We, to, we got so- some stories from Ontario.
0: Uh, how about this? I will share one story. Okay, I um, am not going to use anonymity because it's about me. When I was 14 years old, statute of limitations. I'm okay. When I was 14 years old, uh, my uncle took me to to over the bridge, Canada. Well, we were doing we we're in Ellicottville, south of Buffalo, and doing uh, like a, a festival. And I was working with him over the summer. And he goes, uh, "Hey, Bribo, do you want to go to Canada?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's fucking okay, let's go!" And we're like three hours away, so we're, we're driving down. And he goes, "Oh shit." How old are you, Brian?" And he's like, 14. He's like, oh, fuck. Thought you were 16. Because if you're 16 over there, no problem. You're good. Um, And I'm like, don't worry, Uncle Joe. I've, I got a fake ID. I'm good. And getting fake IDs in Western New York was probably the easiest thing to do. I mean, I think everybody, everybody literally had fake IDs and that's if they checked. So, we get over to Canada and the first thing we get into is a casino. <laughs> this is a Canadian casino. And Oh, yeah. I, 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 you 100%. know, my ID had a little hole in it because it was one of my, uh, I'm Filipino and um, all Asians look alike. So I was using one of my older friends, cousins, friends, whatever uh, ID with a hole in it because it expired. So they punch a hole in it. And when I gave it to them, I was like, oh, I got a DUI. Uh, That's this is legit. I'm 21, you know, like acting all like cool. Probably wasn't. I'd probably like if I look back, if I was, you know, if I died right now and look back at that, I'd probably be like, what the hell is that little kid saying? Anyways, they go, oh, we can't let you in. We're going to arrest you. My uncle comes over and talks him out of it. He's like, oh, this is a fake ID. And just like, you know what? You're banned. You cannot come here for one year. So I got banned from Casino Niagara when I was one year old. (laughs) Right after that, right after that, my uncle goes, well, fuck, now what are we going to do now, Bribo? And I'm like, I mean, I got two more IDs on me. <laughs> so he takes me to a strip club, my first strip club ever, 14 years old. And I'm just, uh, whatever. I'm not, I'm not. I can't tell you the rest of the story because it's, you know, I've got, uh, I got uh, my wife listening. So. Uh, <laughs> hey.
2: I go on this like that too. We were, we were up there as about six of us driving up, get over the border. And I'm 18 at the time and all of the rest of my friends are 19. So, I mean, 19 is legal there. And my buddy, my buddy goes in the bar and slides me his ID. It was the same thing as you. You know, our ID I didn't look really much like each other, but it looked close enough. I walked in there. I had no glasses on. I couldn't see a damn thing. And I was using his ID. And the bartender just kind of looked at it. So he looks at me and he says, what's your middle name? I'm like. Oh, oh, I mean, I you gotta memorize my that. My, my, uh, I know. Luckily, I knew the kid good enough that I knew what his middle name was. He's like, he's like just, just go in. Like, all
1: right, I got
2: a story. Tonight. Yes, there we go. There oh, we, we talked, we talked it out of a
0: mafia. Here it is. This is I why just, I do this, guys. Happened, Peer pressure. Happened, all right, all ears.
1: Happened to remember this, man. I was, um, <laughs> what was I at? Oh, it's it's like a. It's like it was right after the season. I think we lost to. Oh uh, yeah, it's after the Music City Miracle game. Oh. So We lost that game. I'm gonna. I'm at Joe Casino in Niagara. I'm just. Um, I'm. We, I'm playing blackjack in the in the back room back there. So, and this is and this is right after this. I think it was like two days after the season. So I'm playing blackjack. I'm playing three hands, thousand dollars a hand. I ended up winning. Um, end up winning fifty thousand dollars. I, the next day, I book a flight to uh, California. I go to LA for the whole month of January. <laughs> I stay at the Mondrian Hotel on sunset, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but while I was in the airport, I was with my buddy, uh, Randy Peskin. And I was in the airport. I saw this beautiful woman on the payphone. And I was like, damn, who is that? And uh, so she was on the payphone the whole time. So we board our flight. I'm in first class. And guess what? She's sitting right beside me. No. <laughs> when
0: the moon hits your eye, like a so, big pizza pie that somebody.
1: So we hit it we hit it off. <laughs> we hit it off and we we buy drinks, we, we doing it. And um I get a number, we pick her I pick her up that night in the limo and from then on it was lights out. That's all I can say. <laughs> It was a great night, man. You you know, I'm going to
0: bleep this. You know, when you really listen to this, I'm going to have a whole bleep line in there just so (laughs) audience can't hear what you said. And that's going to be hilarious. Man,
1: because it was crazy, man. It was just, oh, man. She was on the, oh, my God. I just can't even describe after that. It was a great night. It was a great night.
0: Yeah, I mean, bro, not not only are you a star, but you're, you know, <laughs> no, you're you're know, athletic, you're fit. I I it matter just you're California. just a fit guy just you know doing your thing. You're you don't want anything to do with football, you want to just beat you. It's time for you or you you were you were Thomas Smith, a cornerback for Buffalo Bills for hey. all every single day for a certain amount of months. Now it's this is now it's Thomas Smith time. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey,
1: the stars just for lie, man. She happened to be sitting right beside me. So I had to shoot my shot, man. Was, you ever? Did you yeah. still
0: talk to her, or is it? uh nah, nah, You nah, just, was, you just think was, about her. You're just like,
1: no, I just remember that story. One like, that got away. Story that you know, it was like, what a night. I mean, it was epic night. It was an epic night. We Wrong. went to. We was in L.A., so we went to back then. The clubs were uh, Roxy's and Bar One and some other club. But man, we hit the town. We painted the town, and then it was a. The rest is history.
0: That was that was actually the best, like, G-rated story I've ever heard, bro. That's, that's that was, they should picture, paint it like a Disney, I'm pretty sure there is a Disney movie already made about that. That's cool, bro. Thank you Disney for sharing movie. that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of
1: those things that was just epic, because I, I remember after that season, man, it was just, that was, that was a good time. I was in LA for about a month. <laughs> LA what, what, effect.
0: Um, greatest, greatest memory to th- in, in the 1990s. Like if you just, you go back, you go to sleep, you wake up, you're like, oh man, am I a first round draft pick or what? You know, like your, your greatest memory of, of the, of the nineties and uh, your professional history. Uh, I know that your, 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 you know, interception of, Troy Aikman uh, against De- you know you're up against Deion Sanders that that should be probably number one. But do you have anything else that can just top that? You're like well, whether it's football on the field or off the field, whether you helped an old lady, you know, for uh, save her from a burning building. Um, talk to me, bro. What do you got? I, I, want man, some, man. I want some. I want some TMZ stuff, bro. Nah, no TMZ. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. All football related, but I think I mean the, the best memory, of course, was my first year. You know. um, you know, get a chance to um, play with you know superstars and Hall of Famers that you you grew up watching. You know Jim Kelly, Perriman, Bruce, Daryl. and to um, you know wreck Daryl's car my rookie year. And <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Hold no, back it up. Let's
0: re. No, 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 no. Tell me, tell me. You don't get to, You don't get to say that you fell in love on a plane and then it's like. Throw in, I uh, I wrecked Daryl Terrell's car. My right. No, no. Let's thought, start. Let's start over.
1: I thought
0: you listened to the Patrick Moritz though. I saw uh, the story. My, my man, I, I honestly, I, I listened to like the first like three minutes of it, and I oh, kind of okay. fast flip forward just to to see that type to compare my show. I don't. To be honest, to be fair, I don't listen to any other show oh, except okay. for Buffalo Fanatics. Um, and, and that's that's really it, bro. That's really it. Well, during that first year,
1: you know, we besides that we went to the Super Bowl. um when I first got there, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have any of my, I didn't have a car at the time. I think I rented a car, but, um, and Daryl had this nice red Porsche, man. Oh my God. That's nice. <sighs> and, um, I said, yo, Daryl, man, let me borrow your car for the weekend. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even doing anything crazy, man. I just went to the ATM to get some money out and he's got these low flaring's on the side of his car. And I, and I scraped it real bad Oh, <laughs> on his Porsche going to the ATM. I was like, oh, shit. It just ruined my night. I was headed out to get drunk, go to a club. It just ruined my night. Like, oh, shit, I got to go home. like, how in the hell am I going to tell Daryl, man? Because, you know, he was crazy back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how am I going to tell this guy? I'm like, oh, man, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, oh, shit. So I went to the next day. And then you know, I gotta take his car back. I said, hey, Daryl, um I was like, um
0: <laughs> You remember when you let me borrow your car yesterday?
1: I was like, uh, <laughs> Daryl, I uh I was like, I was like, what the f-? Well excuse my legs, I'm sorry. I was like, you're gonna have to edit that out. I was like, what is he gonna do? And I was like, uh So I was like, all right, Daryl, man, I, I kind of scratched your fender on your car. And I was like, waiting. He's like, oh man, don't worry about it, man. you were. You're a rookie first-rounder, man. You got plenty of money. You can pay for it. <laughs> 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 You're talking about somebody here. Oh, God. Woo! God. I think I was <laughs> in Buffalo a month. I was only there for about a month, man.
0: Just and trying to be perfect, trying to be you, and there you go. Wrecking a brand-new Porsche. Not
2: only a Porsche, it's you got Tally. Daryl Telly, <laughs> Daryl Talley. Daryl
1: You know, the, the wild and crazy Daryl Talley. You know, Daryl Telly lives in Lakeland, right? Yeah, yeah, I see him. All, I, he came down here a month ago. Um, we we did a he was doing an autograph signing and um, with the guy from Buffalo. And uh, yeah, I saw him because we had a Bills tailgate party during that that weekend. The yeah, first Bills to the, came in town. Yeah,
0: he, second weekend of the season,
2: he comes to the Bills backers in Brandon, just outside of Tampa, because that's just insane. That one there, there's like 200 people there every game. And he came for one of the big uh, tailgate parties they did. So it wow, there's Bills
1: backers everywhere, man. Everywhere, the, bro. There's
0: everywhere. six of
2: them in the Tampa area. We're huge
0: Buffalo. Yeah. Huge. Like, All of when
1: I stayed in the Washington, Baltimore, DC area, it was like maybe four or five different ones, but the biggest one was in um, in uh, Jimmy's Tavern. Man, that is huge, man. They be having parties and it'd be off the chain, but I, I like this one too. So, yeah, yeah I, no,
0: the, the booze, the booze garden is, is, yeah. is nice. It's nice. It's, it's, uh, uh, Alex, Alex Pasekos who owns that bar. It's, he runs yeah, 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 beautiful. Messi, bro.
1: And, uh, yeah. He's a great guy. But to finish my story, my, that rookie year was a great year. You know, I got a chance to play a lot. Um, and then to play in the playoffs and then to play in the ultimate Super Bowl was just amazing first year man I mean it was amazing first year uh, to meet people that you looked up to to play with them to make some plays and to play in the Super Bowl you know had family and friends my parents was there and it was just a great great freaking first year man that first year was just awesome so well, so yeah I mean I met I met the fans of Buffalo they, the town was wonderful the people are great. Man, it was just—it uh, was just an awesome experience that first year.
0: That's, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, I know that we're, we're at the hour limit and I just, I want to keep this, I mean, we could talk as long as you guys, I can talk all night, but
1: no, I gotta go, I, I gotta go to sleep. Yeah.
0: I I gotta, yeah, go to me, I, I gotta be up at 5am bro. I gotta, yeah. you know, uh, that's uh, this is, this is my, my superhero time. So, um, <laughs> let me just use this to my advantage. If you can give one word of advice to, if I'm fortunate to have a Buffalo Bills listening to this, uh, cast, If you can give them one word of advice to, to this team, what would it be? What if you just, they go, all right, listen, we're going to bring Thomas Smith in to knock some sense into you, some words of wisdom. What would be your words of wisdom?
1: (laughs) They don't don't want my words of wisdom. (laughs) Hey, go out there and fucking kick ass. (laughs) Yeah, that's it.
0: Mic drop, done.
1: (laughs) No, man. I mean, um, enjoy this time, man. It's very, you know, it just seems, it seems like yesterday, but it was a very, uh, It seems like time just flies, man, when you're having fun. So just, you know, enjoy the moment. um, Have fun. I don't care what nobody says, man. You got to have fun, man. You got to have fun. And uh, enjoy the moment. um, Treasure it. um, You know, make memories, man. Just make memories and enjoy the camaraderie. Because you do miss it once you leave the game, the camaraderie and the the brotherhood. And and just, you know, because you round them 24-7. Yeah. you always there at the stadium you always you know with with your family there and um so just enjoy the time and uh, like marv would say where else would you rather be than right here right now so enjoy the moment yeah.
0: can i can i get your prediction for this game this game coming up if you had uh, if you were on the vegas line right now i think we uh buffalo bills are two and a half what do you what do you think the score prediction is going to be if you you know somebody asks you hey, what's the score going to be 28 to
1: 20 28 to 20 Buffalo
0: 28 20. You think that defense is going to shut down Lamar Jackson? You heard it here first. That yeah, defense yeah. is going to shut down Lamar Jackson.
1: I think this year is going to be special. This year is going to be special. I think we're on the way to Tampa.
0: Hell yeah, man. <laughs> oh, baby. I think oh, we're yes. on the way to Tampa. Neil, what do you got for your score prediction? So we got 28 20 from my man Thomas Smith, uh, 1993 first round draft, 28th overall. Again, walk on to starting in the Super Bowl.
2: Boy, that's oh, my
1: favorite number. See, 28.
2: 28 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, what do you got, brother? I think that the Bills are going to come out strong. I think they got that monkey off their back. There were there was always that, oh, they got to win the playoffs. you got to win the playoffs. And I think there were still some nerves on them as, as a team. And I think they're going to come out strong in this game. I think they go 31 to 12. Wow. Oh, okay. Justin All right. Tucker so are, is the only person that scores. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, are they getting, are they gonna get four field goals? That's it. Right. Justin Tucker <laughs> is the only one that scores on the Ravens. They're ready for Lamar. They were ready for him last time. The only difference was this time we've got a hell of a lot of more potent offense.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I'm you know, I'm so we got two Bills victories, and
0: I'm gonna go ahead with the I'm gonna go ahead. And do what I've always been doing. I don't think I've ever once predicted a Bill's loss. That just, just doesn't happen for me. Okay. Wait, what? I, what? I've never once I've never once predicted Man, a to bills. Loss. Right
2: now, whooping some-
0: I've never once predicted a Bills loss. The Bills are winning every time. My predictions are all Buffalo Bills wins. And First of all, it'd be stupid for me to think, oh, they're gonna lose because they're not gonna lose. Okay. This team is. Yeah, I was confused. So too, like, good. This team is too. No, I said I've never, I've never, pre- no, or, no, no, guys. I said I've never <laughs> predicted a Bills loss.
1: I know we thought you was about to predict. I've never done it because I've always said the
0: Bills. So. <laughs> I can, I, I, if I can only show like the viewers like your guys' face right now because you're like, what the <laughs> fuck did you say? Like I, I, wanted, I was gonna get punched. Thomas Smith was gonna drive to my house, kick my ass. Neil's like, I'm gonna, I'm driving. So, all right, guys. I, every time I predict the games, I'm always going like, oh, 52 to nothing, forty-eight to nothing, forty-five to nothing, forty-two to nothing. Okay, maybe they'll get three points this game because it's fourth quarter garbage <laughs> points. Um, I can't do that anymore. I was humble eyes against the Colts. Just like the Bills were humble eyes. And what I say that is if you look at the, the past few games, they were on a roll where they are kicking. Is
1: that a is that a word? Humble
0: eyes? Yeah, I just made it up. It's cool. <laughs> it's all right. This this is this is Brian Vance like Breaking Tables one oh one. Okay. Yeah, hey, this is a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was humbleized. It's going to catch on. Don't don't worry. We're in the playoffs and the bills who've been beating teams for the better part of the half side of the season. um, They go in and they get into, they're in a position where the Colts come back and almost um, have a chance to set them up for either a tie or or over victory or whatever. I think the bills the first game, wild cards. There were definitely some feelings going on. There were definitely some, some, some nervousness, some tension. Now they're playing in front of their fans for the very first time all season. So it's out of their norm. It's there's something that they're normally not doing. Um, they haven't been doing on a regular basis. So to to, to actually get that victory, going knowing that they're gonna they play. Now that we got the nerves out of the way, the butterflies out of the way, you're gonna see us just completely be a different team than you saw last Saturday. You're going to see the Buffalo Bills on the second half of the season. And I mean, they're going to score. Don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson will probably get a good one touchdown, maybe two. Okay. (laughs) But Josh Allen has been just continue to playing lights out. I mean, look at it. Last game, 324 yards, three overall touchdowns, 75% completion. Just something stupid. So, without getting into stats because stats are fucking stupid. Buffalo Bills are going to beat the shit out of the Ravens. They're going to beat the shit out of them and say, this is our time, guys. This is Mafia. This is our time. This is it. This, we're going to, we're going to stuff their guys' face in. We got our nerves out of the way. We're sorry. We got the victory. Now, to the Ravens, former NFL MVP, we're going to stuff you, bro. I'm going to give you, okay, I'm going to give you 10 points, Baltimore Ravens. But, in return, Buffalo Bills are going to win 35 to 10 buffalo bills josh allen's gonna have at least 350 plus yards at least 65 percent or more because now he's he's it seems like the bigger the stage the better josh allen is playing guys can't argue they, with that
1: are, are they allowing fans again yes numbers?
0: well they, they haven't yeah same same amount um mm-hmm. uh they, they I don't steal did they they can like you put the stamp on it confirm it or it's just yeah, there's, here's
2: there's your there's, tickets
0: there's, we'll confirm like in a little bit
2: Sold they're out already. they right? sold out already. They already called the people. Same deal as last time. Each person has to pay for their own COVID test. Everything. You know, there was a, there was 128 fans that tested positive, that weren't allowed to go in. Wow. How pissed off <sighs> would you be if you were one of those that like, like, no, I'm not sick. Fuck off. I'm going in. <laughs> like, like we all go in together. Like, uh, sorry,
0: Stan, you can't come in. You tested negative. I don't fucking know that guy. <laughs> Never met him in my life. <laughs> met him. That 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 lady right there. Not my wife, honey. When you look at her wedding picture, strange stalker. Don't know her.
1: I'm going in. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in,
0: <laughs> guys. This is going to be an interesting game. Neil, thanks for hopping on as always. And you know, Thomas, dude, I hope you had a good time, man. Like I said, I'm not.
1: Oh yeah, man. I'm not your. No, I'm not. I'm not your normal I a, cat. I know how to have a good time, man. You
0: know that. <laughs> uh, I've been told that I beat to the the march of my own drums. So or I march to the beat of my own Saturday, drums. man.
1: So you can buy some shots
0: yeah so let's why don't we start with golf in the morning okay yeah yeah we definitely do that. let's let's do some golf in the morning we'll play golf some golf, golf um oh yeah i got I got, a, I got a spot bro we'll 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 talk we'll talk as we get closer i'll let you know what the details are and um if you're available in the morning i usually like to reserve around eight nine o'clock that way where it's you know still yeah, yeah, morningish yeah. and yep. i can be done by noon golden yep. baby let's do it and then then uh saturday night bro let's get down
1: you going to be able to get out? You got permission?
0: Hall pass? Um, You know what? It is a playoff game, so pretty <laughs> I sure. I because out there all
1: night. <laughs> Honey,
0: can I go? <laughs> Bro, she's standing. She's actually standing behind the door like this, waiting for me. Oh, you're going to do what now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, just tell me you got to go. You
0: got to um, media pass. You got to be there. That's, that's, oh, that's there right. <laughs> I just got to like, uh, that's a uh, media pass. Uh,
1: Thomas <laughs> is going to be there, so I got to. I got to. I
0: gotta cover Thomas. My man, dude. Mafia, if you guys are still listening, you could find me on Twitter at Breaking Tables, BR number eight, King Tables, Facebook, Breaking Tables Podcast, Brian Vance Like, Neil. Neil is uh he's he's my number stats guy. So you're gonna be seeing his pretty face more often and in the Super Bowl. And of course, Thomas Smith. Thank you for taking the time to hang out for us and just, you know, shoot the shit, my man. You had a blast because I saw you giggling like a schoolgirl, Thomas Smith. Yeah, and-
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I had a good time, man. I like doing uh, I like doing different podcasts, man. It's fun, man. It's fun. Well
0: <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna link up here after the show. Um, Mafia, thank you guys so much for listening to our rant. This is Breaking Tables. My name is Brian. Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Thomas Smith is a legend. I don't care what he says. He's a fucking legend.
1: Yeah, I'm a Bills legend. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm part it, of the legend community.
0: See you, Neil. <laughs> see you, see you yeah. Thomas. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.
1: All right. Thank you.